And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is the dog with the big hawk. What's up, everybody? It's the big hawk. Uh, super excited about this podcast. We got a lot of action. Uh, a lot of things happening. It is a great time of the year. The weather, you might need light, warmth outside at night. And then you might need to hit the AC in the mid-afternoon. But uh, I'm excited to be here uh, sleep, and uh, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for a great pod. Yeah, baby. We got all kinds of sports to get to. We got, uh, we got this bad boy duct taped together because sleep dogs in one place. The Big Hawk is in another place. That's why they call it worldwide, uh, even though we're about 10 miles apart. Um, got headphones in, all cattywampus. We might record this thing and then realize that we didn't record this thing, but it says it's recording, so... We'll toss that over to Pablo. We'll let him let the magic happen. Before we get into a ton of stuff we got to talk about, first things first, we are a Raleigh-based, Chapel Hill-based podcast. And uh, obviously, area made headlines nationally for all the wrong reasons last week. Um, got the, uh, the uh, just, I don't even know how to describe it, man, just devastating sort of uh, shooting that happened uh, here locally in Raleigh. Uh, Five people, including off-duty cop, passed away. Uh, just before we even jump in, we know we have a lot of local listeners and and probably some people that were, um, you know, maybe had some personal connection to that. And our thoughts just go out to everybody involved and um, and just really hoping the best for everybody. And um, just wanted to lead off with that. Yeah, very sleep, good at it. Hey, sleep. It was a tough time. I know me and you were watching. Um, NFL Thursday night, but Raleigh's a strong community and we're going to bounce back. But my thoughts and prayers are with the, uh, the victims. It was a sad situation and I hate to see anybody go through that. Uh, and, uh, we're with you and we'll heal. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully the Tar Heels will help some folks, uh, you know, get back on the right track. They, uh, bring some joy to some people. It's been uh, it's a tough transition, but we're going to do it because that's what we do here is we, uh, we focus on sports. Hopefully we can, we can bring that, uh, bring that element for some folks, but uh, Tar Heels, uh, as I was sitting down, just got announced the heels as much as we talk about how much we hate preseason polls, all that goes out the window when the heels are on top of it. Uh, basketball, number one preseason poll ahead of Gonzaga football, just came out. I'm going to run down our, 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 our go-to list here. Football, 22, uh, AP poll. NBA starts tomorrow. Sleep Dog had his fantasy draft last night. I mean, I am just – I got just bona fide contender of a team. Might even run through that. Carson Wentz, a.k.a. Big Hawks, starting fantasy quarterback. Speaking of fantasy, uh, down with a uh, uh, finger surgery. Uh, so what that means is Sam House stepping in, going to back him up. And I bet Heineke doesn't last long. So, I mean, we might see Sam spinning it up in D.C. here pretty soon. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, don't know what's going on there. Robbie Anderson just went straight. A- Antonio Brown, um, Sleep Dog. Dude, shout out. Got a uh, Some dude just spotted me out of the blue. Going to go through that story. Uh, my first real taste of fame. Um, no cookies today, though. So just go ahead and get that out there. If you're here for the cookies, you can go ahead and turn it off because uh, I'm married now and I'm alone. I've been I had chips and salsa for lunch, so that's how uh, things are going for me when left to my own devices. But well, let's start 
Let's start with basketball. I mean, that's why people are here. Fucking heels, number one. What do you think about that? Uh, it's where you want to be. High expectations. Uh, we came off a great year last year. We have a couple of the best players in the country. And I really thought last year, I thought there was potential for R.J. Davis to be one of our best players. And I know, um, to me, it was more of a freshman year for him. He was a little bit, at times, you know, he will put up big numbers, 20, mid-20 games, and all of a sudden, you know, kind of have those inconsistencies. But I would say this, this is, uh, last year was his freshman year. To me, he didn't play that much the year prior. And, you know, I think last year he just, he really proved himself with playing time. He got consistent playing time. And I think he's going to be one of the big pieces. And we have a lot of new pieces coming. Uh, A couple transfers I'm excited about. Um, But, hey, we are going to be a good team. Uh, the kid, the kids are working really hard. And, you know, coming off the year that we had last year, um, they deserve the number one uh, ranking. But let's keep in mind, this is preseason. Um, this is a new year, and you've got to earn everything. This is just based off of other people's expectations of you. And every team in the country – right now has a great attitude. Every team in the country's goal is to win the national championship. Uh, so the real test will be, um, you know, come, you know, January, February, uh, and obviously March, can you maintain that attitude? Can you stay hungry? And can you keep improving? Uh, because when you do get a number one ranking, there's a, you know, there's, there's, there's a certain, you know, there's, you could have a mentality of, people are going to come at us or you can get complacent. And, you know, this team is, it's like we've talked about on the pod. This is a whole new mindset. Okay. Being the big dog, being the top dog is a little bit different than trying to prove yourself. Okay. Last year, you guys proved yourself. It's much to me, it's tougher to back it up now. Okay. Be consistent. So I'm excited to see uh, what this team does. I think they're going to have a great year personally, but uh, I'm not biased at all. Yeah, dude, I think uh, you, you hit on it right there toward the end is, is the big question mark for me is it's a totally different dynamic when you're the alpha. And this year we are a bona fide alpha dog. I mean, our team, if we can keep if we can keep our foot on the gas through this, you know, the startup of this season. And I, I think the early the early games are really important in doing that, in my opinion, because. Now the target's on your back, right? Like you were, you went from a place that was so unexpected into a category that few, few Carolina teams, I don't know if any Carolina team has ever been in, in that situation where like nothing really is except expected. And then you just get fucking hot right at the right time. And all of a sudden you're right up there with, with the all time great teams in that conversation. Uh, because of how your season ended up in a national championship game. But now all that expectation brings a totally different element. And I think getting out of the gate hot will, because you mentioned it, everybody's in a good mood right now. Everybody's flying high. I love the fact, like, Caleb Love is a player who plays his best when he's the most confident. So I hope his confidence is sky high. You saw RJ's confidence increase. You saw, uh, like, Baycott is just, I mean, guys just, I mean, he's one of the best players in the country, hands down. Um, you know, and we've got new elements. You know, who's going to find their role 
in the offense. You know, you got some transfers coming in. I think Puff is going to have uh, is going to see a lot of growth this year personally. And I haven't even started diving into the roster and really uh, trying to evaluate some folks. But um, but that part I think is is really important. You know, how how do you get out of the gate? Because um, you certainly don't want, I would imagine, you know, a high ranking. And, you know, you, you stumble a little bit. And I'm not even talking about losing games per se early, although, you know, that's nothing to write home about. You know, losses aren't the end of the world early in the season in, in any respect anyway. But, you know, what you don't want to do, I think, is stumble out, not play well, not mesh well, um, and then start second-guessing some of your instincts that, that, that really came together so much last year. But it sure seems to me that with Hubert under his, you know, sort of program, um, not really anything I'm concerned about. However, this is one thing that I keep thinking about uh, that is really interesting to me. It's a totally different element, and, and it's only going to become more pervasive, is I wonder, you're at UNC, and you're, you're, you're where UNC is supposed to be. Like, you are the premier program right now in the United States. This whole NIL element, is is interesting to me because what I think we're going to start to find, I get the NIL didn't start this year, but now it's starting increasingly to become more and more of the conversation. Everybody's like kind of pointing to like who's making money and all this sort of stuff. And I think that is only going to get louder as, as we get more used to NIL deals. So I guess my concern is, and it, it's like the, you know, it's like the rookie sense, the lottery pick syndrome or whatever, man, I just worry for everybody and not even just for UNC, except the Duke kids. I hope they spend all their money and it goes to their head and then they start losing games. But I do wonder if, if that element, it's totally new, man. You got to coach it. You got to have players that have that responsibility and that discipline. Uh, we're always going to want to think that our, our guys have it, but I know sure as hell that if I was in that seat when I was in college, I wouldn't have it. So it's just a new dynamic, man. It's like these kids are going to have some attention and some money. And with money comes responsibility and probably some status and some things that like some scrutiny. So um, I don't know, man. I just think it's an interesting um, sort of side conversation to, um, you know, what it takes to be a champion these days. Right. Now you got to manage. Now you got to manage ego probably to an extent that maybe before wasn't required. I don't know. Well, sleep, you bring up a great point, the NIL and how it's going to affect this team, but all of the NCAA dynamic. And first of all, you know, I, I enjoy seeing what type of deals are out there. Uh, I saw that Manscaped did a deal with Ball State. You sent me that, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, and Matt's I think, made in heaven right there. I, I, I'm not sure if there's something like Leaky Night got a plumbing deal or something like that, if you have a leak in – Something like that, which I think is funny and it's pretty creative. And I look at that. Uh, but I, you know, the thing that always hits me, and everyone says this across the board, is for some weird reason, everyone's concerned how the kids are going to spend their money. I wish society had this type of concern for everybody in every business, uh, how they're going to spend their money. And maybe we, everybody would be in a much better financial situation. Uh, but I will tell you this, no matter what business there is, people are going to blow their money. I don't care where they work or how much they make. People are going to blow their money regardless 
You can book it every time there's going to be that person and it happens and it's going to happen. Uh, but I don't think the NIL is smoothed out at all. And uh, I think it's a good thing that's coming along, but there's going to be some uh, bumps in the road and it is a huge part of all college sports right now. And uh, I don't think we really have really grasped a type of, uh, I don't think we've gotten to a point where we really even know what's going on, to be honest with you. I don't think anybody yeah. has a handle on the situation. And I think there's going to be, you know, these big deals. And then sometimes I think, okay, I think people are going to be like, no, 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 no. I'm not just throwing my money away this time. You know, I think there's going to be something said where, you know, the old school person that wants a kid to stay in college for four years I could see a contract. Okay. Hey, let's give them a four-year deal and then let's increase the benefits per year. And, you know, I, I think that could, you know, benefit college. And, um, but I, I don't know. And you're right. It's going to bring some egos. We're the number one team in the country. Everyone's going to want to deal. You know, you're a college kid and you have outside influences uh, but the most important thing is that these kids stay in the locker room and they listen to each other and they don't let it get inflated. And that's that's before the NIL. Uh, I can tell you with the 9 team, uh, the most important thing, the most important voices are your teammates and the coaches. And to block out the outside noise, that is a, that is a very difficult thing to do. And I'm not just talking about the outside noise. I'm talking about you know, your best friend who's telling you to shoot it more. I'm talking about your mom or dad, you know, telling you what to do. You've got to be focused and you've got to be locked into that locker room and that locker room only, uh, which is a difficult thing to do, especially for a college kid. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I think that, that, that all just, we could have a conversation about this for hours because I think it's less about, I kind of mentioned like the whole blowing their money kind of thing. And look, man, that's, that's, kind of I think the more important question is is it adds a different element to the personalities of the team and the team you know is there is there is there jealousy is there um is there uh like sort of the ego that gets out of control and and again I I kind of feel like I'm talking about I'm like literally thinking as if I'm sitting in UNC's locker room and looking around and having this conversation this is is the same question everybody's going to have to ask I think what's interesting is or, or 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 what I hope doesn't happen is you know let's face it man this is a this is a first time thing this is a lot of people that don't have these are these are still kids that I do think understand more than the average college student you just pick them up and put them in this situation because they have um like some level of of fame or notability that other normal people so so just having that makes you treat things differently i would imagine than like any other person so probably are a little more capable of handling it but i mean you're about to get thrust into a life situation and you don't have the experience of like business and and um, and just sort of understanding how uh, maybe people treat you when you have money, even at a college level, right? We think of, like you're not rich, but in a college context, you don't need you don't need a million dollars to be rich in college, bro. You need like a hundred bucks. So you know, I don't know. I, maybe I'm probably just overthinking it a little bit. I just think it's such an interesting dynamic, man. And I think you're gonna have um, probably like I don't really think we have a guy 
that is like I would consider at risk for you know abandoning the leaving the reservation so to speak right like I think um if I think back to prior teams maybe that's a guy like Rashad McCants right like maybe if you got Rashad McCants on NIL deal you know he just he's just like fuck all y'all man I'm Rashad McCants and I'm getting paid right and 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 if you and there's probably others that you could point to that would would be good comparisons in other places um but um yeah I don't know man anyway I think like you said, top team, top seed, got to stay focused. And, uh, I mean, the, the absolute sky's the absolute limit for these guys. I'm pumped. Roof is the ceiling, period. And um, mm-hmm. we're, we're at the top of the food chain. We're the big dog. We just got to go out there and back it up. Um, and I really like what uh, Coach Davis did last year. And I think this team's going to continue to grow. And I will say this. This is a very underlooked um, – aspect everyone came back in this new nil or transfer portal type of nca we're going to have chemistry that other teams aren't and i think that's going to be super beneficial um for this team that's a great point great point great that's what we were so excited about like four months ago and i just forgot all about it um someone wasn't excited about four months ago that i'm excited about now is unc four weeks ago we played notre dame i'm excited about now is, is, is unc football dude it wasn't pretty i don't know how much of it you watched it was a late one so i mean i got through maybe halftime but that was all she wrote um but we hung on and beat duke and nc state didn't hang on and lost to florida state and now we look up at the damn scoreboard and the heels are number 22 and uh, state is twenty three, which state is irrelevant in the in the context of how good we are. But Drake May just continues to impress. Um, we got a real shot here. I mean, we're not getting a lot of respect nationally because we hadn't beaten anybody per se. Um, the one chance we had was Notre Dame, and um, but you know you got Notre Dame beat the shit out of us, and that was really only you know national bona fide contender we had. But you got Wake Forest coming up that's ranked. You've got who the hell else do we get? Do we play Syracuse? I don't think so. But we got states ranked. I think there's one more ranked opponent before after we get uh get Pitt, Georgia Tech, some of that stuff. But I don't know, man. It's just one game closer, right? You keep winning games in college, and it's funny, man. It doesn't matter unless you're at the top, top. It doesn't matter how ugly you win. If you keep winning, you're going to keep going in the right direction. It ain't a beauty contest, uh, first of all. And the one thing is I don't care what sport it is. As if we beat Duke, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I don't care what sport it is. Beating Duke will never get old. And just the look of their fans just being demoralized. Uh, and I saw the teardrops sleep, the teardrops. They never get old. Hmm. And God bless the cameramen that just keep putting the students on uh, TV to keep <laughs> the waterworks going because I love it. I love ponchos in the parking lot. It, it will never get old, and the Duke <laughs> students will never understand how much joy that, that brings to the world to see them just crushed. And uh, I know the cameraman really enjoys that, too. Um, oh, thank yeah. you. I, I want to say thank you on behalf of SHWW. But Shout let out to the cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a big win. I, You know, I, and the expectations for the football team wasn't high. Um, but I will say they're finding a way and they're exceeding my expectations for sure. 
but I really like this Drake May kid. I mean, he shows a lot of heart. He's a great kid, and he really marched down the field late in the game to win the ball game for us. And uh, I think he's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks at UNC history. And I think he's going to go on to have a good NFL career. Uh, but you know, my knowledge for football sleep it's uh it's not up there with the Einsteins. But yeah, it was a big win for us. Do you? think that uh i just was trying to look at the stats and um i saw where i guess i don't know if it was today today but on espn it says three years ago today ironically uh jordan did the ceiling as the roof um the question i had is do we think we could get like we should get drake may to be sleep hawk worldwide athlete like i mean pretty much always gives like a, a t-shirt or something, but I mean, Hey, we could just say it, man. It's like, like what if we could get in to score a touchdown and just flap like a bird or just sleep like Steph. Dude, I would lose it. I would love that. Um, Dude, just one time, maybe we could start a grassroots movement. Like if you're listening to this podcast, like you need to go to Drake May's Instagram handle and just tell him that you want him just, just whatever he posted last, man. Or send him a DM and just be like, listen, man, Sleephawk Worldwide Nation, Sleephawk Nation needs you. Dude, we, you uh, know what? That is, that, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know where we could start is Bo. Bo walked onto the basketball team and let's just go ahead and get him on board. SHWW. That's damn right, dude. That. Let's bring Bo that's aboard. That's right. That's right. I think so. I think that's a better move, you know? And, and I mean, it's look, dude, you're joining a class of celebrities. We were just talking about it. You got to watch your ego in here. Cause I mean, hell dude, big Hawks famous sleep dog. I mean, guys, you should have seen me over the weekend. Um, shout out my man, Travis, uh, said day one listener. Okay. This is a true story, big Hawk. So I told you from like a long time ago, it's sort of my dream for this whole podcast was I could die in peace when somebody walked up to me out of the blue and recognized me, not as Brandon, but as sleep dog. And one time we got close, but it had to be just totally on a bridge. Like they just had to come to me as a person and just know who the fuck I was. And one time I told somebody, they said they were, uh, I was at a card show out on in San Francisco, dude. And, uh, that was a major UNC fan, which was, Kind of just weird being out there. By the way, I, I if if you're listening, um, I, I got a Tyler Hansborough rookie card. He gave me one and then told me to get the other one autographed. And I just remembered that the other day. Um, Better hold on to those. Anyway, cards. so yeah, I'm telling you, man, this is the value, dude. It's like it's a stronghold right now. Um, just like Kaminga. So the guy came to, I was like, Hey man, yeah, I actually do a podcast with Tyler Hansborough. And he was like, Oh, you're a sleep dog. I was like, yeah, and that was cool. But, and that was the closest I'd gotten because like I had to like make the first move. Well, dude, I'm out Saturday um, with a group of people and this guy walks up to me, Travis. I know he's listening, man. Cause he knew all the hits, right? Travis walks up to me. And, you know, I'm getting to that age, dude. I'm like 38 and I'm starting, like, sometimes I just, I'm like, God, God, I'm, damn, I don't remember this guy, right? And I'm like, he walks up to me and was like, first thing he said to me was, sleep dog. And I was like, 
oh shit, man. Like I, I, yeah, I think he had sun, he had sunglasses on too. So I was like, well, damn, surely this dude doesn't do, I must know him from somewhere. Cause he doesn't know him, you know, hell no, dude. He knew me as sleep motherfucking dog. And the world, the whole place just figured it out, you know? Cause I mean, obviously I let everybody know. And, and my wife, she was just like, she was ready to go home at that point. Jerry, who was at my wedding, man, he was just like, oh boy, here we go. Um, there was a few other people that we were going to like, what is it? Sleepwalk. <laughs> I was like, nah, man, sleep hawk. But, uh, yeah, dude, it was my first taste of fame, man. I ain't gonna lie, dude. I enjoyed it. So you give me some NIL money and I'll be the one you got to worry about. But man, Jeff, man, I appreciate you to wear a hoodie and sunglasses. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I used to, um, <laughs> when I played at Indiana, uh, there would be just an odd game, like a Tuesday night, we'd be playing. I don't know, like the Raptors, and there wouldn't be a lot of people there. Um, it was back when the Raptors weren't all that good, and Indy was trying to work their way up. Just not a lot of, not a lot of fans. And I used to come into the locker room and tell our sports media guy, David Benner, I said, "No local media tonight. Um, just, just all national media." And I just had this guy laugh. <laughs> we used to always joke about that. Oh, yeah, man, everybody, uh, I told everybody I was just going to start wearing sunglasses and like a scarf everywhere I go and shit. It was fucking hilarious because Travis, man, he was cool as shit, dude. He says day oh, one, I, I think he Travis. said, yeah, definitely, I hope it's, it's definitely Travis. I didn't hear you. I didn't even hear you call him, Jeff. So, no, um, but Travis shot us. He said he was, he had surgery, I think is what he had said. And he was like, man, I was all laid up having surgery. And I started listening to the podcast. And he said, I sent you guys a message and you responded. Now, what I didn't tell Travis was, hey, man, like you're probably the only one that sent us a message. And that's probably why we responded. But nonetheless, I appreciate you. But uh, yeah, so shout out to Travis for uh, being a day one listener and for um, knowing who who Sleep Dog is. is Finley, the mascot, is, is definitely eating something out of, the, out of the floor here. I ain't sure what it is. Work from home. Sleep Hall Worldwide has got WFH problems, too. You'll probably um, find out NBA, about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah. It won't take long, buddy. Believe <laughs> me, man. She keeps the trains running on time, if you know what I mean. So, um, speaking of UNC football, we ain't going to get too much into it, but uh, your boy Carson Wentz have finger surgery. That means that Sam Howell's the backup. I give it before the end of the season. We're going to see Sam under center out there. I would like to see it. Um yeah, I mean Carson Wentz is having—he's not having a great year because uh, I can—I uh, can tell you from a fantasy aspect. That's—I'm really surprised by that, aren't you? Guy was an MVP. <laughs> I thought it was going to have another MVP year. Um, yeah. I played myself. Oh, God. Now, I mean, it's probably the best thing for the, uh, the Commanders. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, then, uh, dude, I don't know what I want to get into next. Um, let's talk about this. I want to I want to close on basketball. So let's talk about this Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers situation. So like, and and again, it's not they're they're two separate situations. But I mean, you always kind of fall in this trap where it's like still early in the season, and there's a bunch of weird shit happening, man. Damn, the Eagles are six and zero. Oh, the Giants are five and one. Mm-hmm. Um, like. The, the Steelers beat the Bucks yesterday, and then who the hell? I don't the, the who I can't even remember who the hell beat the Packers. But um, they don't look good, man. The the the, the Packs don't look good. 
the Bucks don't look good. I, you know, Rodgers, it seems like, is just on an island. Like, there's nobody around him. Um, it doesn't – I don't think it's a Rodgers problem. Bucks, man, it just seems like there's just all this drama with Tom. And, uh, you know, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not dumb enough because I'm, I'm not betting against them. Because, like, all they got to do is get to the playoffs. Yeah, well, but it looks nice. I'll, I'll jump in on the Aaron Rodgers. They lost arguably the best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game, Devontae Adams. And they loaded the team up with young guys. And Rodgers didn't come to voluntary workouts. There's no commitment there. I don't blame him. Being the player that he is, um, he's earned mm-hmm. the right to, you know, rest and take care of his body until he wants to show up. That's just how stars do it. Some guys are like that. They need the rest. He's getting older. So he wanted to take care of his body and give it everything he had during the season. Totally understandable at his age. Um, but the chemistry is not where they want it to be with Green Bay. And you can definitely see that. Now, the Tom Brady situation, to me, is very interesting. I think Tom's going through a lot of personal you know, issues with him and his, his wife. It sounds like they may be headed towards a, a divorce. And you can definitely um, – I don't care what anybody says. That has an impact on your, your spirit and the way you carry yourself. And sometimes you, you, it's very difficult to play under those circumstances and be the person that you are. Um, with that said, um, he took a great amount of time away from the team during training camp, and that's unlike Tom Brady. Uh, following his career, when football starts, he is locked in. He is committed. He's at every practice, and it just seems like him missing those times or those days in training camp could have an impact uh, but also the same thing is he's earned the right to step away from the team to give it everything he has during the season. But this past weekend sleep is very interesting to me is Tom Brady went to Robert Kraft's wedding. Uh, I think it was on Friday. And so he missed the walkthrough, missed some team meetings, and then just shows up the night before the game. That's unlike him. And anybody knows um, – Anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. And to me, the Bucs are a very good team. They have experience. Anybody that has Tom Brady as a quarterback, they will be led and they will have a chance. I don't care what anybody says. Um, That was very surprising to me that he did that because that's unlike him. And, um, you know, for him to act the way he did, (laughs) you know, he's a pretty emotional guy. You know, you watch the game and he was – it seemed like cussing out his linemen um, right there on TV. And then they drop one to Pittsburgh, which, yep. by the way, Mitch Trubisky came in and had a hell of a game and led him to a great win, probably the best win all year. Um, hell yeah. But it was surprising sleep to see old Tom step away like that. Yeah, so here's the thing. like Tom Brady can do that shit most of the time. And here's how it looks to society, to fans, to the people that can probably to your teammates. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not pretending to know anything that's going on in his personal life. Cause believe it or not, don't hang out with Tom on a regular basis, even though at this point we're both, as we just discussed, like, you know, peer level famous. Right. So um, that motherfucker stayed out of training camp, presumably because of his family and that's okay. But he presumably came back to play football it sure seems like, again, this is what people think. 
it happened. And perception is reality in this type of shit, right? So he loves football so much that he comes back after he said he's going to retire. One can only surmise that yeah, old Giselle didn't like that too much. And why could you blame her? She's like, dude, we already got a shitload of money. Like, you don't need to do this. So then he goes home and is like, you know, missing training camp. And I think everybody can get that. This I don't get. Okay. Like, you love football so much. What society thinks. I got to keep reminding you, I got no idea. I'm just making shit up. But this is what people think. You love football so much that it comes before your family, it seems. But, like, you don't love it enough not to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. And look, dude, on one hand, you might be like, it's his wedding. But, dude, it's Robert fucking Kraft. I think he's already had one and maybe two or three by now. Like, this ain't like missing me missing your wedding or you miss my wedding, which both of which could be explained. And so, but this is like, I'm going to go up here. This is a bad look. And so like, you're getting all these special exceptions made and that shit works fine when you're women, <laughs> but when you're not women, dude, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting. You know, I don't, I don't see the train falling off the tracks in, in, in uh, Tampa, but for the first time, it's not inconceivable that people on the sideline are like, man, fuck this guy. He's out here yelling at us. Where the fuck was he while we were working? And Stephen A was talking about that, I think, today. You know, it's like, um, look, dude, this Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's awesome, um, both as a person and a football player. And, um, you know, or I shouldn't say a person, just sort of like a celebrity. Like, I don't have anything against the guy. But, uh, yeah, man, it was weird to see, and it just kind of feels different between, you know, for the, I imagine if Tom Brady doesn't make the fucking playoffs. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the playoffs. And, I mean, it's sure, it's panic mode. Everybody's, look, look, the other piece is, and, I mean, we can go on and on about the NFL by accident, but, like, people were talking about the Buffalo and, and uh, Kansas City game, and everybody's freaking out because Buffalo beat Kansas City. And it's like, dude. The fucking Patriots lost to the Giants after going undefeated. They lost them in the Super Bowl. I mean, teams lose games, and they lose more than one. So it's, it, on one hand, it's like there's times like not to freak out. But like I'm saying, just watching watching that game, watching the, the Packers game, it just it just does feel different. And it'd be weird if uh, well, just imagine both of them don't make the playoffs. Wow, heard it here first. I don't that think it's going to happen. I think the Bucks will make the playoffs for sure. I, I'm not so sold on the Packers, but I do not see the Bucks missing the playoffs. They have too many pieces. I don't either. I just like stirring the pot. Um, <laughs> NBA, though, well, I don't even need to get into Robbie Anderson. I'm going to say one sentence about that. That dude just that, – the Panthers are a fucking dumpster fire. That's my sentence about that. Shit show. Um, yeah, I saw that Robbie Anderson did get traded to the Cardinals. Um yeah. <laughs> the next day, they're like, yep, yeah, fuck it. And the Panthers are eating $20 million. $20 million to get rid of it. Yeah, that's – And they're paying uh, Matt Rule like 800000 whatever, $85,000 a game for like four years. I mean, dude, the Panthers are in a death spiral. Talking about trading McCaffrey, dude, I don't understand it. I mean, dude, being a Commanders fan, I got absolutely like zero square footage to talk. To talk. But, dude, the Panthers, you, you're starting to gain on this quick damn clown show over there. But NBA starts tomorrow. Not going to get into a ton of it, but 
Uh, I can't wait for this season, man. The rookie class from last year coming out, sophomores. Uh, my boy Kaminga is just absolutely – did you watch their last preseason game? I missed it. Oh, my God, dude. He went off. I mean, dude, he had 19-6-7, was a plus – had the highest plus minus anybody on the floor. Um, looked night and day. Like, I mean, I've watched this dude play in the damn FIBA, losing by 20 in, uh, in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm up watching this shit on my computer. And he just looked like um, – what I started to realize is he, he, he seemed that he understands, and I started to understand, like, if he's got spacers on the floor and he can get to the basket, dude, he's so athletic that he's going to get so many opportunities to score at the rim. And then if he can become more aware of the offense around him, he's going he's gonna to create opportunities for guys on the wing. Um, and he's going to create opportunities for Wiseman and anybody crashing to the rim, too. And, man, it all just came together. They didn't win the game. He played 30 minutes. He fouled the fuck out, which he <laughs> seems like uh, what he likes to do. But, uh, man, I'm super high on him. I'm so excited to kind of, like, watch him in particular. But there are a shitload of good sophomores from last year. I mean, you got Kate Cunningham, Giddy, Wagner, uh, Jalen Green, like even some of these other guys like Chris Duarte, um, Anthony Simon, like there's there's some really good like under the radar guys. I think you're gonna start to see uh in the next year or two like a big change of the guard because there's other guys. Scotty Barnes is out there. There's other guys that aren't in last year's rookie class that are still like I mean shit, dude, John ja Morant is still Luka Doncic, they're like those guys are twenty three, twenty four years old. So, um, it's going to be a fun year, man. It is wide open too. Yeah. I, you know, for me, um, the two big things I'm looking forward to seeing one is the LA situation, how the Westbrook, mm -hmm. uh, situation is going to be handled because I don't think he's tradable. I think his contract's too big and I don't think anybody's going to take that on. And then the next, uh, big thing for me, well, also going back to the Lakers, I want to see if LeBron can carry this team to the playoffs and make a deep playoff run. And I want to see if uh, Anthony Davis can stay healthy. And the next thing I, I want to watch for is Brooklyn. Brooklyn's very intriguing to me uh, because they have three very good players. Um, but two of those players are always find themselves in the middle of controversy. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, how will he handle this year? And how will he handle adversity? And also Kyrie, uh, how are they going to gel? And will they be that team that we all initially thought they were going to be? Uh, so that's the two big things for me. But I think the East is fully loaded. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how the East, East is going to be handled. You have the Bucks, you have the 76ers, you have the Celtics, and you have Brooklyn uh, all competing. And the Cavs. Cavs, hey, the Cavs are a young and upcoming team. Uh, I don't think they quite have the experience, but, hey, they could be a contender. I mean, they could contend for the top three spot. I don't know if they're a contender, but between them and Toronto, both those guys are playoff teams for sure. No, they're playoff teams, but I'm, I think that I think that the Bucs could win it. I think, um, I think Brooklyn has the firepower to win it. And I think the 76ers with Embiid, potentially, I think they have a shot. And also, you can never count out the, the heat. 
I always think they have a great organization. I think uh, Spo does a great job. Their teams play hard, and they always overachieve. It just seems like they have something where the guys are committed, and they always end up making a deep playoff run. Dude, you know who's going to make a deep playoff run? My fantasy fucking basketball team. Dude, listen to this roster. Now, it's important to note that I play in a keeper league, and I got dicked over last year. Anybody that really listens to the pod knows I I wound up with, with Kyrie last year, which is not the year to have Kyrie. Um, so I wound up – some might call it tanking. I call it just jockeying for position. So, I mean, I just started uh, liquidating assets last year, and that manifest into six picks in the first three rounds of this year's draft. And you just got to hear this roster, dude. Donovan Mitchell. Actually, let me back up. I do have Donovan Mitchell, but let me back up because I'm going to really piss you off with, with the move that I made. So my first pick I had at number five. Now, you got to remember that some of your marquee guys, like Steph ain't there. Uh, like there's, there's a few guys that ain't there. Uh, uh, off the board already before I got there was Giannis, Luca, I think Jason Tatum, and, and, and somebody else that was um, – but I had the chance to take KD, had the chance to take Kevin Durant. I took Anthony Edwards instead. And everybody, it was a real shocker to everybody, dude, but Anthony Edwards is about to ball the fuck out this year. I'm telling you, man. So he's the second guy in my line. Mitchell, Anthony Edwards. I got Jalen Brown. I got Franz Wagner. I got Herb Jones. Defensive guys, you need him in fantasy. Herb Jones. You know I got fucking Kaminga next Kobe. Uh, I got Bam Adebayo, I got Rudy Gobert, I got DeAndre Ayton, I got my man Bones Highland, I got Wiseman, I got Cam Johnson, and I got fucking Reggie Jackson with the last pick. But this is a 14-team league. 14 teams. Well, I can see Tyler, in the, uh, I can see the big hawk on the Zoom call. He's rubbing his face. He's not a believer, but I'm telling you, dude, I might go fucking – Undefeated in this. Hey, fight. I love Anthony Edwards, but was uh, Embiid available? Embiid was gone. Okay. Embiid was the other guy. Yeah, well, Giannis was gone. Yep, Giannis was gone. Luca was gone. Embiid was gone. I had a chance to take Durant. Durant was the bona fide star. What and about I Jokic? Like, I, it, Jokic was gone. Somebody kept him from last year. Oh, okay. All right. Steph Curry was gone. Um, I mean. You got to say you got to think Edwards. And honestly, I thought I might be able because of sentiment. You know, a lot of people don't like Kevin Durant. And I had picks number five and then I had pick number 10. And I thought I was like, I would bet that there's guys under me that would pick Edwards. But they might overlook Gar uh, Durant because either they don't like him or they think he might get hurt. So I was hoping that, like, last year's sentiment might carry over. Maybe I wind up with both of them, um, but I didn't. But nonetheless, dude, like, I got some young guys, but I also got guys – I got some of the, those young guys because I knew I have uh, – I mean, I was just stacked at the top, dude. Fantasy basketball, and my I got three fucking centers, and they're Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, and DeAndre Ayton, dude. Holy shit, man. I really like that. That's the good core. Yeah. So anyway, I'm pumped. Uh, come see me. You got any? You got any? Uh, any advice? I'm trying to think. Anything else? Uh, we got no cookies because 
We're in separate places, and we got no seafood. But Big Hawk's about to change that. He's going to order some Jimmy's famous seafood for his trip, and I might have to because my wife, when she leaves, dude, it's funny when you get married. Like, all of a sudden, you can't fend for yourself anymore, dude. I'm about to order Papa John's as soon as we get off of here because I don't know what the hell I'm going to eat. Had chips and salsa for lunch. I think I already said that. Hey, um, Jimmy's does milk, milk prep. I'm about to get some meals from them. Yeah. Take it on the road. They'll deliver wherever. I'm right, baby. They're putting crab cakes on your porch tomorrow. So go online and dial them up, man. And, uh, and thank us later. Uh, you got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe.